Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Sean, what's up? Uh, for those of you watching on, uh, what is it, News Channel 8? The, yeah. I have a curling broom in the background of my shot, which can mean only one thing. That the season is over and I've Done. brought all my gear home to be cleaned. Yes, uh, a long season for your gear. Stuffed in a locker in the basement of the Ottawa Curling Club. Now it is home, ready to be laundered. Scott, how much of your stuff is launderable versus just you get rid of it at the end of the season? Oh, it's all launderable, Sean. You know, everything is uh, (laughs) capable of being laundered. Uh, Whether it'll work, that's another story. But uh, I don't want anybody to think that... I'm disgusting. I do wash my pants like uh, two or three times a year um, in between draws, you know, or when we have a bye week, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll bring the stuff home shirts more often than that. But uh, yeah, I bring, bring my shoes, bring my sweater, my all sorts of stuff. So uh, it's the end of the year. It's a bit, uh, bit sad. Yeah, it is a little sad. We had our final event of the season over the weekend. Well, really over the week, uh, the way this event works, it's the Gordy Perry Bond Spiel at the Ottawa Curling Club. Big end of season spectacular. First time since 2019 that it's been able to run. We played with our parents and uh, our buddies Dean and Ryan also came in for a game. But this is something that we've done before. There's an out-of-town draw that only takes place on the second weekend, but the regular event takes nine days, starting on the second to last Saturday of April, ends on the final Sunday of April. Occasionally, it's a, a day in May. But three games guaranteed. We won the first one, lost the next two. I thought overall played okay. I felt good about how I threw it and had a good time. So a little disappointed in that final game, just a, a couple things here and there. And certainly I was disappointed in the second game. Had a draw to the button in the end of the game. It was tied, so it's a draw to the button between the skips. I happened to be skipping that game and uh, just threw it a little too hard. So a couple mistakes here and there. But overall, Scott, I think it was a fun week for us. Yeah, overall fun week. Uh, nice to get out and play a little bit. And uh, yeah, have some nice memories to cherish. Yeah. You can't put a price on that, can you? Sure can't. No. You know what else you can't put a price on, Scott? Oh, you want me to answer? Uh, (laughs) Sherry Sherry Anderson uh, is medal count. That's what it is. Yeah. Being Sherry F. Anderson. She wins again the World Senior Curling Championship. Yeah, okay. We'll talk about the mixed doubles. Sure, fine. Whatever. We'll talk about the men's side of this, too. But this is Sherry F. Anderson wins another World Senior Curling Championship over the weekend there in Korea. She is really, really, really good with Patty Hersikorn, Brenda Gertzen, and Anita Silvernagel. That is the team that wins. Sherry Anderson is just really just so crazy good at this. Uh, she won in 2018-2019 as well. Kind of remarkable, Scott. 
she's not going to be able to be there next year to defend this championship because she did not get out of Saskatchewan this year. This is a real harken back to the olden days before Team Canada was in the briar where a mm. team could, in theory, win a world championship, not make it out of their province next year. That's what's happened to Sherry Anderson here. But let's just talk about how good of a run Sherry Anderson has been on at the senior level because it really is kind of remarkable. Yeah, let's do it, Sean. Uh, she's won the Canadian Senior Champions Championship uh, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2021, and 2022. Yeah. that's There wasn't one in 2020. In yeah. Yeah, that's five in a row because there was none in 2020. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, pretty effing good. And I believe, too, that this is the third straight world senior championship because there wasn't one in 2020 or 2021, 22. I think I'm right on that. Uh, I could be wrong though, but just a, an absolutely incredible run for Sherry Anderson. And I know we've mentioned this on the show before Scott, but I asked her at the 2014 Briar or the 2014 Scotty, excuse me, how long are you going to play Sherry? Like mm-hmm. what, what keeps you going? She kind of looked at me quizzically of like, what a stupid question. I'm Sherry Anderson. I can do whatever I want. And that's really what's happened. And it's super fun. And I love every second of it. And I'm kind of bummed, yeah, that she won't be able to defend next year. But this is just, I don't know. It's a story that it's obviously a different level than what Sylvana Terenzoni has done, what Nick Dean did. That those streaks that uh, the Dean one, of course, ended this year. Terrence only still ongoing, but it's a really fun streak. Oh yeah, big time! And uh, there was no world uh, seniors in 2020 or 21. Uh, and then last year, Sherry Anderson was there, uh, but lost out in one of those quarterfinal games hmm. uh, to the USA. So I mean, been there uh, four in a row, uh, three yeah. gold medals. Not too shabby. Pretty doggone good for Sherry Anderson. And on the men's side, it was a sweep for Team Canada. Local to us, Howard Rahala and his team from the Rideau Curling Club here in Ottawa. They come out on top there, along with Rich Moffitt, Chris Fulton, and Paul Madden. So congratulations to those guys. And a sweep for Canada. There's a couple... Kind of funny tweets about the future is bright for Canada. We have a double <laughs> gold medal. Uh, but uh, really, really cool stories. Uh, Ottawa has been a bit of a powerhouse on the senior men's side here for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Tough news for Dean trying to break yeah. in this year. You know, he's going to, but he'll be the young guy. He could be the sweeper, maybe. So, exactly. Yeah, Got to earn it. Uh, but yeah, so congratulations on a Canadian sweep. There for the world seniors, I uh, should mention that uh, Canada on the men's side, it, they beat Team Scotland, and the bronze medal there goes to the Swiss side. So congratulations to those guys. And then on the women's side, it was a repeat matchup where Canada, Sherry Anderson, they beat Scotland Team Lockhart there, and the Japanese side, Team Kawamura get the bronze medal Mm -hmm. all right let's uh, move on to the other big event that was going on in korea that is the world mixed doubles 
Curling Championship. Scott, apparently the United States has already submitted a request to the World Curling Federation to have all future major events held in Korea because that seems to be their secret sauce for gold medals as the Corys win the mixed doubles. So you follow that up to the success they had at 2018 in Korea. Maybe there's something in the Korean water that uh, does something for the American curlers. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but uh, you're right. Uh, Really a lot of success there on the international level for the U.S. in Korea. Of course, uh, this team, no stranger to mixed doubles, played really, really well. Uh, I think we've seen Corey play with John Schuster in the past, but everything came together this week for this team. I think they finished second in their their pool. They did. And uh, to Japan, had to play the crossover, like the the long grind uh, to get through to the final and uh, beat Canada in the semifinals. And then Norway? No, uh, Japan in the Japan finals. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't particularly close in the final either. No, an 8-2 final. They steal the first two and steal one, steal of two, and then get a force, which, yes, that doesn't quite mean the same thing in mixed doubles as it does in the four-person game. But then they get two in the fourth, steal in the fifth. So you're looking there at six to one. And again, in mixed doubles, you can come back from that. Yeah. But that was and not the case here. The fifth end was Japan's power play, too. So yeah, uh, even on the power play to give up a steal, that's uh, not going to be good for your long-term prospects in a, in a mixed doubles game. No, and if you look at the percentages, which again, in mixed doubles, it's even harder to... to use the percentages as a good guideline and Jackie Matsumura only at 45% there. That's really going to hurt you when you're the the final stone thrower throwing 45% there in that partnership. Again, a lot of difficult shots, not really in in good position through the course of that game, but uh, yeah, you're going to, you're going to struggle there. And Tanita only through 71%. Whereas if you look at the Corey's, they were at 82 and 89% for a total of 86 so full fare for their victory there at the World Mixed Doubles. Definitely, definitely a well-thrown game by the Americans uh, in the semifinals too. I'm looking at the the semifinal now against uh, Team Canada. Both uh, both Americans over 90% in their shooting percentage. So tough to beat that when you're playing that well. Yes, uh, the bronze medal match, that was Norway and the Canadians. And the Norwegians come out on top in a real picket fence game there scott all singles across the board uh six to two the norwegians beat the canadians of jennifer jones brent lang so congratulations to martin ronin and matthias brandon and they again outshoot the canadians here by 20 percent in that game lots of steals as is typically the case in mixed doubles but uh, it's i don't know scott norway had a really good world championship season here that's uh, yeah. a c- couple medals playoffs and all of them pretty good yeah it's pretty good for norwegian curling and like you said uh a while back maybe you didn't say it I, I, maybe i made that up but uh <laughs> the norwegian curling like especially on the women's side has been pretty down mm-hmm. uh you know since the days of Dordy nordby uh, yeah. in the in the 90s so to have uh the Skazlian team come out and do really well at the worlds uh then you had 
uh, on the men's side too, a, a very good showing uh, at the Worlds. And now this, like, uh, yeah, the future is bright uh, for Norway, I think. Do you think? Yeah. It looks like it. I mean, this is a really good year for them. It's three playoffs, a couple medals. Like, yeah, it's. I, I think you got to be pretty optimistic, feeling good if you're there in the offices of Norwegian curling. That This was a, a really good season for them. And again, it's the, the start of a cycle. Maybe they can build some momentum. Maybe these results get them a little more funding from the olympic organizations there potentially maybe some advertising dollars but maybe not but just something to keep this momentum going and having that success early in the cycle i think is a hopefully for them a pretty good sign yeah no doubt no doubt and uh this team is pretty young i think to uh, uh that played in the mixed doubles so okay good uh good place to build from absolutely so Congratulations to all those teams, Scott. The playoffs overall, like I, I, obviously we didn't do our preview here, but I don't think there was anything super surprising that came into it, with the potential exception of Constantini and Armand. They go four and five. The Italians there maybe would have thought they would be a little higher over the course of the week. Elsewhere in Group A. You had uh, Scotland as the other playoff team along with Canada and Estonia. We talked about the Estonians last week. They ended up losing a game to finish 7-2. and two. So Canada got that top spot straight to the semifinal. And it was Jennifer Dodds and Bruce Mowat also finishing 7-2 and two to make the playoffs. Really good result for Tally Gill and Dean Hewitt, the Australians. They go 5-4. and four. Nice result for them. Two games out of a playoff spot. But you kind of like to see that for the Australians. Elsewhere, yeah, nothing super surprising. I didn't think there in Pool A over in Group Number B, the Japanese and the Americans and the Norwegians obviously are the playoff teams. We've talked about them. The Swiss side, they get WCF'd, if you will, with no tiebreakers. They go seven and two, tying with the Americans and the Norwegians, but they lose out on the head-to-head tiebreaker. So Briar Schwaller, Herleman, and Yannick Schwaller. Don't get a spot uh, elsewhere in the pool. Again, I think it kind of went a little to what you would expect. Uh, the Turkish side, maybe you'd expect Dilsat to be higher. And it's just always weird to the eye to see the Swedish side under 500 with uh, Therese Westman and Robin Halberg going four and five. But those are people who are relatively new to us. So not teams coming from the powerhouse Swedish four-person squads. Yeah, I don't think anything too out of the ordinary uh, the rest of the way. Down at the bottom of the pools, we do have some relegation. The Czechs, the South Koreans, the Hungarians in Pool A, the Austrians, Germans, and England in Pool B. There's a playoff for the relegation side. Ultimately, Germany and South, or excuse me, Germany and Austria lose those games. So there will be a re-up on how to get in for next year. And that is always kind of fun, I guess. Uh, but you have the top 16 teams are in to the event. And it was South Korea and the Czech Republic earned their spots back. So Germany is out. Austria is out. And sorry, Hungary's out and England is out. So those four teams, the Czechs, the Hungarians, 
the Germans and the English will have to earn their spot back. The other 16 teams are in for next year, the 2024 World Mixed Doubles, when Olympic uh, spots start to be on the line. Yeah, sorry, Sean. My, the World Curling Federation website is really... It's not good. Being being terrible right now. And like it's just loading and loading and loading and loading. So uh, I don't have much to react to to that <laughs> other than to say I think the teams that we expected to be uh, keeping their positions did. Uh, yeah. There's no real surprises to who's going down. Maybe uh, a little surprising that Germany is out. Yeah, maybe a little surprising. But they had to, to play the Czechs, as you say, who are you know, pretty good in their yeah. own right. I, I don't think it's like a lopsided matchup either way sure. uh, when those two teams get together. So, yeah, that's uh, uh, that was sort of how I saw it. There you go. So there you have it. Those are the results from the Mixed Doubles World Championship there in South Korea. Scott, I, I like the idea of Saturday finishes. Saturday finishes, yeah, well. yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah, because uh, it gives us some time to digest over the over the yeah. weekend, and uh, really, uh, you know, gives teams a chance to go home. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, overall, I think uh, I like it. So Scott, let's try to put this into some level of perspective. Uh, not quite a Vic Router level of perspective, but for the Americans that. We've seen since 2018 a struggle to recapture that success. And obviously what John Schuster did was remarkable, but also perhaps very unexpected. And since then on the world stage, they haven't had the results that I'm sure they would have wanted as a, as a country. But here's a world championship on the mixed double side. Two players who are part of the four-person squads, certainly that... If you look at Dropkin, their branding or his branding or his team's branding has been very good as the Young Bucks. And Corey Teese, her squad, who she plays with, they've kind of taken the reins on the women's side as the best team in the country. Here they are together as the two Corys playing in the mixed doubles. They've had success. Again, very good social media presence for the two of them for this particular team. And now a world championship on top of it. It's not the same as the Olympics, certainly. I'm still not entirely sure where the mixed doubles sits with the average fan and whether or not this holds. I I think it's clear that it holds less weight to the average fan than the four-person game still at this point. But I think there's some cachet to it. So I'm curious, moving forward, how can we put this into context for USA Curling? How significant of an achievement is this for them and do we see that there is a possibility moving forward for usa curling to use this put Corey tees Corey dropkin maybe not the same type of promotional system that team schuster was in but heading through the summer into next year do we see a lot more of them do we see them out there being put out there by usa curling to try to take advantage of Let's be honest, what is a pretty significant win? Yeah, I think uh, coming out of the year that uh, USA Curling has had, or the last two years that they've had, this is a pretty significant uh, championship. Being able to put on your 
nation's resume, a world championship in a discipline that is gaining momentum. It's a, it's an Olympic discipline, right? So yep. it has cachet uh, as much as we've lauded Sherry Anderson at the senior level. It's, it's much more uh, important I'd say that than the senior championships. So yeah, I think you stick that feather in your cap. You look at how you got there, right? How the team was put together, what the training regimen was. Sure. And you you keep trying to replicate that at the four person, uh, at the four person game. Sports is sports, right? I I don't know if you saw Antetokounmpo after the Bucks lost, Sean, in his press conference. It, yeah. A reporter asked him, "Hey, uh, how do you deal with this failure as a team?" And he said, "You know what? Like we lost. We didn't fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody's going to lose. Uh, every every game there is. Somebody wins. Somebody loses. Right." Mm-hmm. So if the goal of every country is to get a gold medal, well, then a lot of teams are going to, uh, are, are going to fail by that definition, right? So taking what good lessons you learned from this event, not necessarily the results on the ice, yes, those were what we wanted, but what went into them and try to replicate that. And by doing that, you can create a program that over time will uh, win more than it doesn't, right? By establishing yep. the good routines, uh, good practice habits, all that, all that kind of stuff. So I think, yeah, like it, the Olympics was a bit of a holy crap, we won the Olympics. Like we weren't <laughs> expecting it, yeah. especially after the first uh, five games, right? Yep. So maybe for that, there wasn't as much to learn from. Uh, from the process, right? It was sort of like John Schuster got hot for, you know, six Four days. days, five days. Yeah. So yeah, like this, this is, can probably be traced back to that gold medal in starting the program down the road to, to getting results, but looking at how, how everything worked in tandem, I think is the way that this is going to help benefit USA curling as a whole mm-hmm. going forward. Did that make yeah. any sense? Or yeah, no, I, I, it's no, it's interesting, right? Yeah, the idea of, of the support system around the players, what do they need in order to be successful? And again, I, I think one of the things that comes out of this particular event, we've seen it more and more, I guess, over the past few years or, or since mixed doubles became an Olympic discipline. When you look at the teams here who are having success, like the two Corys, play four person at a high level scotland jennifer dodds bruce mowat obviously at the high level jones and lang four person the so you just look around the majority of teams who are successful are teams that are high level four person players coming in to do the mixed doubles so Mm -hmm. i still kind of wonder about do you need two streams at all or do you just can you just take two people we're playing this other and say, all right, like play a couple events here and there. We'll have our national championship and go play. Part of me wonders how much of that is related to the increased randomness of mixed doubles versus the four person game, which we've mm-hmm. seen a little bit uh, statistically when in terms of scoring, that kind of stuff. It's it's you're going to have results that are not as consistent as in the four person game. So, you know, for me, it's a question of, do you need to alter what you're doing in terms of a mixed doubles 
discipline or does this kind of reinforce have a really good four person program and then within those four person programs men's and women's you have people who have a really good relationship who can vibe off each other on the ice put them together play some events go have a good time try to win like th- that's kind of what i wonder about yeah. with this and if i'm usa curling that's i think maybe my takeaway is develop four person players really good four person players and you can make them into mixed doubles players or they can become really good mixed doubles players as opposed to mixed doubles players becoming four person players it seems to me that that is the the nexus here that if you can play at the four person level at a really high level unless maybe you're a lead eh, but maybe if you're a lead too i don't know uh, you you can play the mixed doubles game and i don't know if people who are coming through exclusively as young players that we've seen internationally come up only through the mixed doubles game i don't know how well that translates to the four person game in terms of success yeah that's really interesting because i think when the wcf decided that it was going to make mixed doubles an olympic discipline uh all that kind of stuff the idea was that oh for the countries that don't have enough players mm-hmm. to full to form four-person teams oh this will be their path right yeah uh to, to be able to compete at the olympics and uh but you're right we haven't seen that mixed doubles specialist teams really doing really really well uh i think of the swiss and the norwegian teams in 2018 yeah. Uh, doing quite well but uh, also they have been proven to be pretty good four-person players as well sure. so so yeah that's uh that's a really interesting point uh make me and the way that. and just the way it's set up now too that going to just 20 teams as opposed to when it was everybody yeah. who wanted to sign up could come and play in the world championship that has i think altered things a little bit too so the idea that mixed doubles is the entry point now for all these countries, the way the rules have been set up and the level of play that I think has been increased from say the first world championship in 2012 or 13, whenever it was, hasn't quite been this panacea for access to play for new countries uh, who are, who have yeah. just joined the WCF. So, yeah, for sure. And, and we heard, uh, you know, Brad Gushu when he was playing with Kerry Anderson saying like, if you can make shots, you can make shots. Like it doesn't, yeah. it's not like different at mixed doubles. So sure. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So, yeah. So again, I don't know what kind of takeaway that is for USA curling or for anybody else, but a nice win for our neighbors to the south. So congratulations to the two Corys. Congratulations to all the medalists. But you are all living in Sherry Anderson's shadow. Never forget. Never that. forget. Yeah. So uh, with that, we'll say thank you so much for listening, everybody. If you have not yet, please do subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, likes, rates, comments. All that good stuff helps other people find the show, keeps us growing. You can always head over to GameStonesPod.com. All of our past episodes are there, plus a link to the merch, dad hats, hoodies, cups, all sorts of stuff there on the merch site. If you want to reach out, let us know what you want to hear on the show, Podcast at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, at GameStonesPod, GameStonesPodcast on Facebook. And uh, we will be back with you again next week. But Scott, now that it's the off season, what's the first thing you're going to do with your Mondays off. 
Well, uh, I'm going to go tomorrow, do a sleep trial Ooh. Uh, to see how loud I snore. Sure. Uh, and then maybe I'll, maybe I'll get a CPAP machine to help my uh, loud snoring. Okay. There Pretty you good, go. Eh? Really, really living it up. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, all the fun can't, uh, can't keep going all year. Right? <laughs> so uh, if you're out at a sleep clinic, sleep well. For those of you who are not, have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you again next week. But until then, keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.